Um, but all right, man. How's everybody doing out there? This is Undisciplined the Podcast. We got a lovely, lovely panel with us tonight. We got a whole bunch of motherfuckers in the building looking like family feud in this bitch. Looking like celebrity square in this bitch. Okay, we got the blessed one. How we doing? We're good. We're good. You see the shirt. Yes, sir. Now the good. Yes, sir. OG Dave. How y'all doing? Yes, sir. All right, all right. Big Casey in the building. It's been a while, young blood. How you living? Been a while, man. Hey, I'm back. You know what I mean? Just to put my mind into the one time, man. I got to. All right. I like to sound like that. Wands, <laughs> how we living? How we living? How we sipping? Dark as always. You feel me? Um, yeah, you know how I did. You know how I am, man. Let's, let's get into it, man. Got to get the gap. Let's make it. Let's make it hit, man. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, and then we got with us as well, uh, Brady, OG Bray. What's going oh, on, man? You like Brady? Oh, Brady is still here. Okay. Oh, What's cool. up, Mr. Jefferson? What's going on, man? Cruising around the city, man. That's why I got the video off. I'm gonna share it with y'all in a minute, man. Big bees. Big Woods tonight, man. Yes, um, Mr. Rock Hill Brown, brother. How we doing? What's up? What's up? What's up, Ants? How y'all feeling tonight? You better get that word. Blessed and highly favored, man. Blessed and highly favored. So, so um, you know, well, we're here tonight, fellas. You know, we got a great panel here, man. And we got a lot of shit to get to. I mean, very obvious that what's going on in the world right now. Um, there's a lot of turmoil, a lot of distress, and you know, but it's a good thing that, you know, we get this opportunity to speak on our platform and you know, give our insight, you know, with some of the plans that are already existing um, and set out to let people know exactly what we're going to do and to help contribute to the cause. Very much so in support of the black lives that do matter and will forever matter. Um, so to kick things off, you know, just to not kind of go so crazy with the deep, deep, deep stuff, I want to... <sighs> Start with a little bit lighthearted topics. Um, so, fellas, I know a lot of you guys have been seeing a lot of the people on Instagram, social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Snap, everything, either sharing, giving their insight, giving their opinions. Um, you know, I know in our community, though I don't agree with it, it always seems to be that they they call on some kind of influencer, athlete, or entertainer to speak on our behalf. Um, and I, I believe that in the 10 days since Mr. George Floyd has passed, a lot of people have been showing their ass. Um, so I just wanted to ask you guys real quickly, because it is today, is we're recording on a Thursday, um, but this week alone has been a lot of action, a lot of motherfuckers just wilding out. What are some of you guys' thoughts on some of the individuals that you may have, you know, looked at as an influencer in some regards, whether an athlete or entertainer, but they now obviously show the ass and they've shown that they're very irresponsible with their platforms. I feel like nobody wants their career no more. They decided to retire this week. It seemed that way. Because as of recent, look, let me tell you right now, I don't know about y'all, but if you'd have asked me three years ago, hey, out of Aaron Rodgers or Drew Bees, who who you think gonna fold on black people for and say some foolishness? Like taking the demographic into account, taking the city that they represent off rip, I'd have said Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Cause like whole city, whole city of New Orleans been rocking with Drew Bees for since he got for years. There. He brought him champion and all that. And like on top of that, that like he was participating in the kneel just to turn back and say something like that. That's heartbreaking. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's like that's that that's like going hand in hand with a lot of people saying this whole um you know being aware of propaganda because like you can't participate in something and then turn around a few like a few years later and then say like you completely don't respect. Me. Yeah. So that's like that 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 was probably one of the most like that was probably one of the biggest blows for me like as like a former football player and just like a fan in general. Mhm. That was, that was do you crazy accept his apology or I'm not hearing that because like uh, he if he if he if he was like if he was like I was wrong blah 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 bomb this is how I feel now but he was like I was wrong I don't like I don't like how what I said was perceived he was like it was more so like 
I said what I said, but I'm sorry I got yeah. cult type business. And I ain't really like that. Then he write up. So like, uh, do letter too. So he like, said it on Instagram. He said a couple of it get to a point like somebody wrote it for him. Some some people just like if you wrong, if you wrong, like give me an apology, and then it's like get out the way at this point. Like give me like if you like give me an honest apology and just get up out the way. Because if you try to say too much, like you gonna tell on yourself. And he t- and you say too much, you tell on yourself. And I but feel it's like, like this this little pandemic, this little pandemic is it's it's showing a lot. Now I mean I want to go touch on the uh, the Drew Brees and who don't know. Um, Drew Brees came out um, and said that, you know, very open and honestly, um, that he feels that, you know, anyone disrespecting the flag is a disrespect to the country um, when asked about the question of what's currently going on and how he feels about it. Um, with Drew Brees, though, I mean, do you believe that, you know, him coming out and he actually participating in the protest when all the uh, the football players in the league were actually kneeling, um, seemingly like he was standing with us, right? But obviously showing now that that was – it was all cap, right? Do you believe that Drew Brees is just one of many people that were doing the same thing at the time, and then there's more people to come out and show their ass, so to speak? One thousand percent. I'm gonna support yeah. my teammates, especially when the season going on. The season ain't going on now. That's why Drew Brees said what he said. He don't need his teammates no more, especially not right now. I believe that. I believe that. Nothing allowed him for that way. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. You know, Mike Thomas, you know, he didn't say, like, you know, he already accepts his apology quickly. You know, that's his teammate. That's who he throws the ball to. Just like, you know, there's thousands of other niggas in the NFL that's clearly just, you know, like that's out of pocket. It's cats that's not even in the NFL that's retired. That's in the Hall of Fame that takes that deeply. It's a guy that's related to Mob Arbery in the NFL who is like, you know, he's looking at Drew Brees like, like, how can you say some shit like that? I'm related to, the, to a guy that got killed just recently. Right. So, I mean, me personally with the Drew Brees stuff, you know, as a football coach, too, we recently just had a Zoom call with my football team, and I explained to him exactly how I felt about it because just, like, that creates division within your team, you know? Right. That creates division between in the locker room, your brother supposedly, you know, and then with, like, Juan said, the location you in, bro. Like, you know, Hurricane Katrina came through there. It's like, you know, like – it's a lot of history with that team, what they've been through already. And you to be like, you know, the head honcho, the quarterback, the leader of that pack, and then come out of nowhere and just say something like that. It's just like, you know, Malcolm Jenkins was right. You was better off just keeping your mouth shut, for real. Like, you know, if you're not going to help the situation, don't make it worse and then apologize and expect us to be like, oh, like, it's all right. Like, no, it's not okay, bro. Like, in a serious moment, that's just like, you know, if somebody loses a – uh a sibling, a brother, a mother, and at that moment, you don't have enough empathy and respect to just, you know, keep your mouth shut, and then you want to still speak out, it just shows, like, you know, he doesn't care for the moment. You know, you, you can show up to somebody's funeral and really make jokes and crack jokes. With and it shows how ignorant I think it is, is, you know. To have that, to, yeah, to be I'm where really he's at, ignorant. to be where he's at and see how those people were impacted at that point in time. And still see how his people, I mean, how people have broken those chains and have gotten to that level of professional football. And he played with those people and still be like, if you're disrespecting the flag, if we're killing these people I'm playing with or these people that I have seen have broken these chains and have gotten through to this point, like, it's disrespectful. Yeah. That don't make no sense. And I mean, to be honest, I feel like, I mean, Ignorance, you know, that's that's the ignorance, but it 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 don't deserve a lot of attention. But did y'all hear what Ben and Jerry said? Who? Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry. Give us the breakdown. Oh, um, I seen I seen a little bit of it actually. I, 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 I was I, just I looking at that. Made a statement. Ben yeah. and Jerry said it is time for all Europeans to pay for the sins that they have condoned upon the African and the true children of Israel. For 400 years, it is time for all those systematic, systematic oppressions that are in place to be broken. And those people who have the money and have the resources to break them, to stand up and break them. I said, oh, my God, I'm, I'm about to get some ice cream. <laughs> I ain't gonna cap though. I read that shit. I had to read it twice because I'm like, bro, they, who the fuck? At they came this, like that? Who's that? Yeah, they came like hard. That. They, they were calling people out. Yo, niggas they said, and they arrested at a protest. They got arrested at a protest. 
Who did? Listen, they came hard. The Ben and Jerry owners. They was at a protest and got arrested. Look at that, man. Listen, they said, you say they said, like that, they, they dropping off truths that you ain't supposed to be talking about. Nah, hey, listen, like that, I'm talking about in the public group. light. And they said, they said all the, they said they support Black Lives Matter, but there are people who support Black Lives Matter that are a part of, you know, that are not for Black Lives Matter. And those people need to be called out. And the people who have money or have this type of equity who can call those people out need to call those people out to separate them from the Black Lives Matter movement so it can actually stand for people the way it needs to. They said all this, bro. In order, I'm like, oh my goodness. They talking ben crazy. crazy. Yeah, ben Jerry, crazy, uh, bro. I hadn't really looked in too much. I just heard a lot of paraphrases from him. From what I gathered, it sounded like it was a very, you know, deep ass statement. And you know, just to hear more paraphrases that you mm. just dropped right there, Rock. I mean, it just let us know that you know, corporations, if you choose to stand beside us, it ain't got shit to do with your bottom line. And matter of fact, it can help you in the long run. You know, you're gonna get reassuring right. support. Mm -hmm. And you know you speaking truth, and at the end of the day, listen, man, that's all you got. You ain't gonna take this money with you. You can't take you can't take that pint of ice cream to the grave with you. All you got is your balls and your word, man. So what you gonna stand on <laughs> as a man? Real talk. Um, but to continue on with you know influencers and athletes that have been showing their ass, um, I wanted to uh, touch on two people that kind of intertwine. So it just came in. Um, I haven't seen, I haven't read too much about it or heard what he said, but it seems like Kanye has donated about a couple million. Um, to the funds that help the families of both George Floyd and Miss Breonna Taylor. Um, what are your men's thoughts on that? And then someone who's also affiliated strongly with Kanye, uh, Mr. Virgil Abloh, um, founder of Off-White, donated $50, but then doubled back and tried to renege and came out with a 20K. Wow. He doubled, he, he donated $50? <laughs> oh, you ain't see that, Dave? <laughs> I was wondering where that came from. I, I couldn't. Yeah, that's why I've been dropping that. I'm gonna keep it two virgins with y'all niggas lately. Uh -huh. Oh, oh man! I've been, that joke. I've been seeing that joke. I didn't know where it originated. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, I'm gonna give y'all the background. My homie been saying Virgil too. He was like, he was like, it cost me about a Virgil. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. I'm gonna keep it two virgins <laughs> with y'all niggas. I wonder why niggas wasn't giving me my ha ha. That nigga hey, really yeah. donated fifty dollars. Yeah. So apparently, um, there was Can't some. Come. I guess like fun that um him and his buddies were doing like a chain of donations for down in miami and his buddies had donated fifty dollars and the story goes that he donated fifty dollars to match them and then he put it on his story um then he put it on his story and got killed because it's like come on bro you're you're virgil and you're the founder of off-white you work with nike and jordan brand and your socks cost like 150 bucks so why the fuck are you i think the little off-white uh little thing they put on every suit cost fifty dollars the little tag Oh, you talking about the, uh, the little zip tie? Zip tie? <laughs> yeah, the little zip tie. <laughs> That's crazy. That's Them niggas finessing with that, man. That shit. Yeah, so, oh, hey, hold on. Oh, right. We got two hey, more guys join us. We got BJ and AJ coming in, by the way, gentlemen. Um, oh, Which yeah. one was first? Hey, AJ I or BJ? BJ, the neighborhood villain, and I love it. Hey BJ, hey, BJ doing a lot of things right now for the community. He got newborn. He is the neighborhood villain, and I love he beating, it. He beating up all the white people from Mount on Twitter. I love it. Hey, I don't give a this. fuck, bro. Yeah, y'all chill out. I'm gonna start charging y'all niggas fifty dollars and y'all gonna be mad. So let me not do it. What do you mean? Yo, Dave, let's not do that. Let's not kill black business. All things black. Support your black brothers. Buy that nigga up, Dave. What do you mean start, man? Yeah, what do you mean start? Hold on, hold on, bro. Hold on. We ain't gonna do this, nigga. I'm gonna give my bag with it right now. I can give it up right now. Hey, tell him how much the passion costs. Tell him how much the passion costs, Durham. You got listen, 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 listen. Durham already know I'm playing. He know I know niggas is joking, so we ain't gonna go crazy. Durham owed me a fifty dollar sponsorship, dog. I wore that to a protest because I need my coin. I repost. I repost. Durham, I still got like thirty referral discounts. I need, bro. I will say this. I know niggas is trying to kill me right now. I'm not Virgil. Don't do me. But I'll say this, though. I'm going to keep it two Virgils with y'all. <laughs> I'm not Virgil. I'm going to keep it two Virgils with y'all niggas. Everybody in this chat, on this live, on this Zoom, has kept it a bean and been rocking with a nigga since day one. And forever that, I'm always going to be forever grateful. And when niggas blow up like they need to and like they supposed to, y'all niggas will always be taken care of. He's going to send us one Virgil. 
Yo, hey, let's learn about the Virgil, my nigga. No, he, he just said in the tag. He just said in the tag. <laughs> Yo, niggas gonna come, they're gonna come with it's gonna come with a sticker and all that. That boy gonna send a CDJ keychain. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that bitch worked about two bands the whole time. Yo, AJ, what did you get in here, my nigga? <laughs> yeah, where did he come from? Hey. All right, listen, listen, because this is getting oh, rowdy and rowdy. Look at AJ. Look at AJ's background. Nigga look like a Simpsons cartoon again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even see. Oh, you got to scroll Hey, Dave, your skin tone look like a Simpsons cartoon. <laughs> All right, we're not going to do no colorism, man. Come yeah. on, guys. You look like Apu while we talking. Oh, my God. Hey, I'm a model. Alright, we're gonna tighten them. Go black and proud. We alive. That's what matters. Right. Hey, what listen. Up, rock, nigga. I got a few niggas I need you to beat up, nigga. All right. Well, listen, my niggas, my niggas, let's tighten up, bro, because we do got to tighten on the Zoom shit. Um, AJ, uh, BJ, thank y'all for joining us, man. Thank y'all for sliding in when y'all could. Um, we were just really just recapping um some of the influencers, athletes, and entertainers that um obviously have showed their ass this weekend. Um, specifically, we're talking about Virgil dropping off the Virgil. Um, Kanye um, supposedly donated a couple mil, and we obviously touched on uh, Drew Brees as well. Um, real quickly, you know, since y'all boys jumped in, what are y'all thoughts on some of these gentlemen, um, you know, either showing their ass or supporting the community, or what are their specific interests might be? Well, you know, I love Kanye. Okay. So we are talking to the new people who just came in here. Thank you, Juan. <laughs> oh, my bad. I got feel about Donald Trump. Bro. Dave is a Donald Trump supporter. Don't do that. Hold up. Time out. Maga Dave. Don't do that. Do y'all follow policy or media? What happened? Bro, I ain't, I, you know, I don't even vote. So. Dave, wait, hold on, hold on. We, we, we're jumping all over the place. Uh, I don't know, BJ and him, they look like they got their mics. I guess they're taking some tech, taking care of things. What it is, bro? What it is? No, I was asking, what do you think of um, Drew Brees? What do you think of Kanye doting, donating some money? And what do you think of uh, Virgil's donation, if you want to call it that? Uh, Drew Brees, uh, I think Drew Brees basically is like a, a symbol of a lot of people that are in his position that just haven't outwardly spoke on the way that they feel. I mean, you know, we all know that as as young black men who've been athletes and been in that, um, that sector of life and seen – where racism is running rampant on the inside, but on the outside, it looks like it's everything polished, but it led to build up about the situation. And um, as far as Jay, I mean, I know I dropped that in the chat, but before really speaking on that, I want to confirm that and make sure he really did that before I can say props to him. And Virgil just, he tripping for that $50. That's, that's crazy. That's some whole ass shit. Yeah, that's lame. Mm. Well, I mean, Virgil did double back and came out with a statement. He said he has donated over twenty thousand. I'm gonna keep it real. I think that twenty that twenty stacks is lame. That's they only supposed to give their bread up if they if if, if 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 they got hella bread, they supposed to just give it up. Got the other thing. Not just not just give it up, but I mean, I get what you're saying, but like you gotta think. Uh, like, nah, I know. Kanye just gave two million. So I'm saying 20 bands, I mean, Off-White, bro, is a successful brand. Like, if you're going to do it, do it. And it ain't like you yeah, Whether brands, you come from a rich family or not, like, like, like it could have been Virgil's whole dream to create Off-White. Like, his daddy could have been a car maker. His daddy could have been uh, a businessman. His daddy could have been whatever. Dave, had let me just college. ask you this, but too. Virgil's whole dream could have been I mean, Off-White. Uh, Virgil, Virgil created Off-White, but he does not own it no more. That brand has been sold. He's just even more. He got some he brand that means he got some brand in his pocket. So you exactly. guys, what do you? I mean, do you like? That's another question too. I think that's a fair. So y'all about to be giving all y'all bread up when y'all so make it. That, I think no, no, question. no. But isn't I mean, isn't that isn't that what we supposed to do though? But what kind of what kind of like number is gonna satisfy you? That's enabling, bro. What number? If you got over ten mil, you got to give over fifty bands. I was just about to say that. I was like, fifty or more would have been cool with me. To who? Over and what is the fifty bands going to do? And how the fifty bands going to produce a, a fifty bands can change somebody's life? Society. It's going to do twice as much as the twenty but bands. We're talking about a life. We're talking about a life, life for, for what? Two years? 
So, I mean, if so you giving it to a, if you if you giving it to the family, bro, that's that can help a lot. I'm just saying, like, I, ain't, ain't that we supposed what to do? Family, so, if, if somebody gave you fifty bands right now, you finna break it off to everybody in your family. Uh, not everybody, but a few getting broke off. Yeah, yeah, hey, you hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, right. That's what I'm saying. That nigga, they say, no, oh, not everybody now. <laughs> My mama getting now. a piece, but I'm saying what I'm gonna do with that fifty is that's enough for me to start something to where I can. That's the whole point, though. These, these people is not these people is not these dudes' mamas, bro. These people have worked their whole life for these dreams and these ambitions that they have, and everybody. But should we do that though? As a people bread. to. To help, I have a question because what Rock touch on some. Um, if you could give me one, so I just want to ask a question to the group, then you can come right back to a break. Um, I know oh, that, yeah. and that's the thing, what Dave just said is what I want to swing, swing it back to, right? As a people, right? What are we supposed to do? I think we're we have to also remember, like, Virgil's a fashion designer, designer. He's not obligated. I get he's black and I get he's a figurehead of a company. He's out there. But we just I feel like sometimes we just are looking to these people because they are figureheads and they are promoted as such in our communities because they're the first black to do this. They're the first black person to do that. And it's like at the end of the day, he's a fashion designer. So, like, I don't even expect him to even have to speak on this because he's not someone that's going to speak on social injustice because he's a fashion designer. Now I get, but I, he had to go through that in fashion. But hold on, I and that's what I'm saying. I'm bringing it back. Like I understand what he went through to get to the point he did in fashion, right? But it's like, why do we need to lean on Virgil and like look to what Virgil has to say when we can literally go focus on with someone who has way more influence in understanding the law and understanding things that are actually going to promote the success or actually to promote the change that we need required in the community. Now, whatever Virgil gonna give at the end of the day is what Virgil's gonna give. Like I. If my if my like if my if my brother got shot in the street, I'm not looking for Virgil to give me a handout. If Virgil gave me 20 bands or 50 bands or 100 bands, I mean that's a blessing, nonetheless. But I can't say like, yo, where's LeBron and his handout if my sister's laying dead in the street because I lost a life. I don't I, think nobody's like, no amount for of money that's gonna replace my sister being dead in the street or my brother being dead in the street. I just feel like sometimes too that we put a lot of fucking fixed pressure and like unnecessary like yeah. energy towards that. And it's like it totally fucks up the focus. Like I'm not saying that because like maybe, just gave the fifty dollars and just left it at that. But I feel like he definitely should have did more than 50, 50 bones. But it's like I just think that's like, things is like that's just that that fucks up the message and the focus because we're like, yo, he gave twenty bands, he gave two million. Oh, uh, see, he should have this and should have did that. I can't tell a nigga to do with his money. Some niggas ain't right. gave shit. No, you, no, you yeah, can't. But, but I'm just that's, saying, that's up. what's yeah, what's fifty to him though? That's what. What is his net worth? Like, I, I, you I, don't, know that. I don't know that. Got to his net worth because he's been conservative with his money oh, his entire life. Like, there's hella people who get hella bread. Warren Sat, prime example. There's a lot of people who get a lot of money and it just goes nowhere. So maybe his entire life, the reason why he's been able to be Virgil is because he's been conservative. Now, if he just says, "I feel what they feel," I'm gonna throw six million, and then next next year he don't sell nothing. He's not Virgil no more, and that's Rock. that's not how you operate as Virgil. I get I get what you're saying, like not to not to burn all your bread, but he's doing it. It's it's a one time situation. Like it's not like he got to get fifty thousand every month. You 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 helping somebody out? Like and, yeah, yeah, that's true. You don't but get fifty bucks. That's a slap in the face, bro. And all the black people <laughs> business, I just don't even. That get shit wow. Bro, I didn't see so many people die and get nothing, bro. I'm talking about zero dollars. Yeah. We know that. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's a lot more than than nothing, bro. I didn't see so many people die and get burnt, turned into ashes, and sat in the urn for the rest of their life. So I, I, maybe it's just perspective, but to me, at the end of the day, like if you're giving something, you are contributing. Maybe he just—that's the type of person he is. Maybe his father taught him his whole life. So you can't donate this much. You can't do more than this. Or if you do more than this, then you're sacrificing yourself. And that's just his discipline. That's what he does. It doesn't mean that he doesn't care about George as much. It doesn't mean he doesn't love George as much. And that's just, that's just his systematic plan to create his financial freedom. Real quick before someone speaks, we have a 10-minute warning. Zoom keeps trying to cut us off. So when this shit runs out, I'm going to quickly call all you boys back. So just so you guys are aware, I got a timer on. We got nine minutes and 30 seconds. But go ahead, BJ, because I think you was about to say something. No, I wasn't about to say nothing. I was listening to Rock for real. No, I agree. I agree with what he's saying. I just think, like, 
I mean, you just step back and look at it, like, ain't no way around it, bro. Like, that shit funny. Like, 50 bucks, bro. Like, it's no funny. Around it. Like, when you really, when you really just, as a human, like, really just think about it, bro. Like, 50 bucks. You might as well not get none at all and stay silent. That's I like, mean, that's like, not, that's like not posting nothing and then posting a black square. Like, just don't post nothing. You're going to post a black square, you're going to give 50 bucks and, all the, and you make all this money off black people, just don't even post nothing, bro. But I will say this though, I mean, because I, I mean, he did double back and say he has donated twenty k. That fifty dollars, he explained it. Now, whether you choose to, he did that from jump. Hey, that from jump. I, all I'm saying is, it definitely was a misstep on him promoting that fifty dollars because it's gonna look crazy. And I think that's something that you got to be. This is directly to this is directly to the family. This is donation. Twenty k. No, the twenty k went to different funds because he's donated twenty k. Because he, he he did a whole long post on his Instagram. If you follow him, if you go check it out, he talked about where all that money went to. Like it went, some of it went to bailout funds, some of it went to the families, things of that nature, right? But he's donated twenty k all together um, since everything's been going on to the cause. So that's what he said he did. He said that fifty dollars was part of a chain that his friends had going on in Miami. They were all donating fifty bands or fifty dollars, excuse me. Right now, I think on his part, posting that is gonna look crazy because who you are. Like if Joe Schmo from down the street said, "Yo, I'm doing a fifty dollar train. Everyone's donating, match me." It don't look crazy because it's just Joe Schmo. But when you're Virgil Abloh, founder of Off White, founder of Pyrex. You've been a touching real money, man. You know what I'm saying? It's money. It's real money, man. My nephew gonna donate fifty, man. My nephew's seventeen. He can donate fifty, man. Come yeah, on, he look, made it look crazy. Come on, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have posted it. Like, yeah, he like definitely want niggas to buy a hundred thousand dollars worth of product. I he definitely want niggas to buy all that, buy that off white shit. I mean, that's just tone deaf. This is the thing. We we're not holding him accountable. We're not holding nobody accountable. Like, you have a moral obligation as a black man if you are successful, if you reach the other side, if you're sitting at the table with those white leaders, you have a moral obligation to reach back to your people. So if you don't reach back to your people, you're a fucking coon. That's the matter of the but fact. What if, your if, people, what if your people not reaching out to you? Like, what if the entire time... Niggas, 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 listen to me, no. Listen to me. Let me finish my premise. Let me finish my premise. You don't already reach the other side. It's not, it's, it's, you can't say, hey, people reach out to me. No, because you have the formula. You have to share that formula with them. That's the thing. We don't reach back. We don't look out, bro. And nobody looks out on our community. If the entire time everybody ignored your formula and didn't give your formula any credit and you kept moving forward and you kept working hard and you kept busting your ass and everybody kept shitting on you and shitting on your formula and shitting on everything you did, and then when your formula actually succeeded, they said, let me get some. You going to give them some? No, yes, because oh, yes. We just talked about this yesterday, Ron. About how niggas make it and then look back and don't be trying to get like, I figured it out, you figure it out. I'm like, no, but right. just because that happened to you, don't make yeah, it right. Yeah, if, if, if that, but, okay, but, but say that person doesn't absorb it. Say that person, you figure it out and you try to give it to them and they just like, uh, nah, I'm going to keep doing what I want to do. Let's keep it orderly. Let's keep it orderly. Let's not get talked over you, each other. You know, you know that mainly niggas is buying off white though. It's, it's no different than when niggas press Jordan about him not doing shit because mostly Make money black people buy Jordans. Well, so, let's not talk about off white because I think what Rock's talking about is a very it could be. Sp- I get what Rock's saying, but you got to think who's buying off white though. I mean, I can't see, say it's only who buys Jordan. Cause I know a lot of white mm-hmm. people and Asian kids that are buying off white as well. That's true, but you know niggas I'm want that shit too. I'm talking about percent of America is white, and and I'm talking a and, lot and of guess them what? boys. And the black Jordan. population spends more than any of them others. Like we spend the most money. Now we so too busy killing our own people for them. We not. No, nah, they tell us they're buying them. We too busy killing our own people for them. I think we they, they tell things we got to lock in on the top of here, fellas, because we don't want to get too crazy. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, black people buy we buy a lot of stuff, and I'm pretty sure off white is on there just like Jay's and anything else. So I'm saying, if that's what's building your brand, and if that's a stronghold in your brand, how can you not get back to the people that's buying from you? So I think, and but okay, I hear what you're saying, Dave, and I hear what you're saying, Rock. Um, and, but I think, um, I think we got to look at things in totality, you know. We can acknowledge that Virgil definitely made a misstep by, you know, like trying to bring up attention to this $50 donation that obviously him being Virgil is like, bro, are you trying to say that's the only thing you've done? And it's like, you could definitely give more than $50, which he did. 
But now it's like doubling back and saying, okay, well, I actually gave 20K. This is what he did in totality. So it's like, let's not just look at it like $50 was all he did. He did more than that, obviously, right? So we're looking at like what he's done. But like, I don't want to focus too much on Virgil because Virgil's one example of people, I think, misusing their platform to talk about what they've done. And I also still feel like, even though I agree with you, Brady, yes, when you are a black man and successful in this country, undoubtedly you have an obligation to your people because we are so far behind that you should reach back and pull niggas with you. But like Rock said, there is a problem in our community. We the negative. When you do reach back, niggas will try to pull you back, right? We have a crab in a barrel mentality that does exist in our community that it tends to hinder us sometimes when you do try to reach back and pull one because it's not always just as easy as each one teach one. Now, I think on both sides, we definitely have to fix that. But I it's think it's systematic. It's not even our own mentality. I, and you know what? We can talk about who implemented that into our society and how that became a thing, but that's neither here nor there because it doesn't matter. Because the problem is it's there and it's embedded in people, right? So what do we do to fix that is the question, right? And that's the type of things I want to talk about because we know problems. I want to talk about solutions. Yeah. Execute. That's it. Because that's what we need right now. You don't say fuck them, though. You don't say fuck them. You create a system. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Your system is sure proof. That's the thing. You got to get that. You know what I mean? You got to create a system, man, because you're going to win regardless. Regardless if they run off with their formula or not, you've already made it. You've already figured it out. You're going to give it to them. They're going to either be inspired and do something with it, right? Or they're just going to be like, I don't think it's for me. Either way, you don't lose. You're still going to make your money. You're still going to make your profit. And you're still going to be sitting at the table with the white people. So once again, you have to reach back. You have to give the formula to the people that will be inspired, who will implement it, because guess what? You're gonna make a bigger impact by doing that than not. You can't just say fuck them and because all oh, my black people don't fuck with me. You already won. You already got it. You have the shit to lose. Like you, you, you don't, you don't lose shit. If you give somebody the juice, if you give somebody the jewels. But you that's don't great. believe you either rock with it or not. People can. I think we might. If have you don't lost believe that somebody can take what you have, like you said, like you either give it to them, oh, are you going to you going to continue to succeed? You hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but, um, so you don't believe that, like, like you said, like, like, yeah, you either way you succeeded, right? You succeeded with the formula, but you don't believe that if you were to give someone that formula, they don't take your formula seriously, and they continue to try to use your formula, try to misuse your formula, that your formula could be tarnished, and that at the end of the day, your formula is starting to get become diminished, like our rap music, like where our rap music is today. Like at the beginning, it was something that actually taught us stuff. It was something that actually kept us enlightened. But as we we passed our formula on to our people, and they passed it on to more people and more people, and we didn't we we didn't trust each other to actually give it to the right people, the ones who's going to actually multiply it and make it bigger than what it actually was. It got tarnished, and now look where it's at. I see it. I agree with that. I guess my rebuttal would be at the same time, when you give people formula, you still keep a little bit of the jewels in your bag. Like you can give her, you can give somebody the bag, mm-hmm. but you still got another door on the other end that's still closed. Like, all right, I'm gonna give you this, but I actually still got this in my back pocket that I'm rocking with. That's how you don't lose. And that's how you got to treat it because Correct. we're not. Day, we got to make sure that we're able to give enough to our people and keep some to ourselves so that we're able to keep spreading to our people and not diminish ourselves nothing. That's fine. I agree with that. I mean, and I, but I think if we don't talk, if we talk in music specifically, right, and I know, Brady, you can speak to this, too, because, you know, that's right up your alley. You know, we also got to acknowledge the fact that, too, you know, we don't own none of these distribution networks, which is the main thing, right, when it comes to how this music actually is delivered to the people. So when you don't own those distribution channels, the people that are sitting there looking at what sells, right, because everything is a bottom line. Bottom line is money. What's coming in, what's going out. If it's coming in that this shit right here, when niggas talk crazy about killing each other, talking crazy about doing drugs, talking crazy about some gangster shit, is what's attracting the attention. We're recording. <clears throat> All right. So sorry, guys, for the interruption. Um, apparently, Zoom, I got the bronze Zoom, according to Brady. Um, they, ain't trying to- <laughs> <laughs> they ain't trying to let people win tonight. So they cut she ain't got off. the gold Zoom. They cut us off. You got to go. That bronze ass shit. But kind of just really uh, recap where, you know, the listeners might have left off. Um, The main points I wanted to touch when talking music, um, but this is pretty much translation to any sector of business out there. You know, black people, we need ownership. We need discipline. We need accountability. And we need teamwork. Um, Those are like the biggest things I feel like we're lacking to succeed in anything that we do. 
Um, when I say we need ownership, that means we have to have people to actually have the financial independence to go in there and actually set some foundations up for us to succeed. Uh, when I say accountability, I mean, we got to hold each other accountable and trust each other that we're going to do right by one another. Teamwork, that goes without saying, man. We can't get nowhere if we don't work together. Um, and discipline, we just got to stay focused. Trust the system's going to work in your favor if you put the work in. Um, so pretty much piggybacking off of that, um, another topic that I wanted us to get into, gentlemen, is what do we need to do on a financial front, entrepreneur front, education front, political front, policy front, to really, really shake this shit the fuck up and change some shit for good. Not for say, not for play play, but for good. Whoever wants to jump in on that first. I mean, we gotta keep everything within within us. Like, I guess everything gotta go back to just having things as black, black owned, black businesses, black wealth, so that you don't gotta worry about all the other stuff going on when, when shit hit the fan. So how do yeah, we Black separate? dollars matter. Black dollars matter. So let's go on that, right, uh, Josh. <coughs> you say black, black, black dollars matter, excuse me. So what does that mean to you specifically? I mean, obviously I can obviously interpret that, but I want us to have something actually yeah. specific that we can grasp, right? Like something concrete. I mean, it's no dif difference on what um, Asian, people do Jewish people do it's just they keep everything within their culture and community so um you know I know we clown about it but if you do got a friend who do got a restaurant or something like that pick up their business um if they got food that you know you tend to order somewhere else go in you know at least once or twice a week order from your friend's restaurant or you know put people on share they share their business um and just put, you got to put the money into it. And then once that happens, I mean, you can do anything from there. Um, I've seen that a lot of people are, are, are going to black banks now. Um, after everything was going on, I've seen a, a jump in that. Um, you even got kids talking about going to HBCUs. And stuff like that can really change the market and uh, the environment just for everybody because everything will be, be dumped into, into us to where you ain't got to rely on nothing else. You can just rely on your people and, and your craft and stop giving everybody else our talent and our money and, and, and keep it, just keep it with inside our community and then go from there. And then that's how you, once you get that, then you establish power and then you got more to say, cause I mean, we talked on this before, but obviously money is what's really going, it's, it's unfortunately to say, but it's, that's what's really going to change things. So, Right, right. Yeah. We got to do that first. To yeah. piggyback off what Dave was saying, I completely agree. And then what I mean by like the black dollars, black dollars matters, the fact is like, you know, exactly what Dave was saying, where we're putting our money. No, they ain't necessarily, you know, obviously we're going to support each other, but it's like where you're putting your money. Because, you know, that really hits home. You know, we live in a capitalist country. Yeah. It's a racist and a capitalist, you know, so. If you broke, he really don't give a fuck about you. He'll make you think that if you black or you color, he really don't give a fuck about you. So the, what I mean by the black dollars matters is like, you know, your money truly does matter where you're putting that towards, you know? It's like when you give somebody your energy, you know? If you're giving business to something that you don't support or something that you're against, you're giving them that. You're giving them that, you know? So that's why I brought up the restaurant thing earlier because, like, you know, we know, like, these restaurants are donating to... um from campaign so like your money truly does matter and it's like you know sadly it's like you know money is power you know is power you know you're giving somebody power when you give them your money and if you don't yeah. support them keyword you're giving them your power you're giving them power you're empowering somebody sure. that is literally against something that you're for and then we sit up here and we looking around like oh shit like you know like i didn't know so that's why we definitely got to educate ourselves too you know and once you become educated you have to do your best literally like you have to do your best like you know i had to educate my peoples on you know the restaurants and everything that's going on like we're not gonna put our money there no more you know and, and y'all can go ahead and do that but i'm telling y'all this is what i'm not putting my money towards no more and that's that's period, you know. Now we can't tell grown folk what to do, but we can definitely encourage and suggest. You know, if somebody continues to you know mm -hmm. money towards something that that's going to mess us up. They can't complain about it. They can't. Mm -hmm. You don't even have. We don't want to hear them tears. We want to hear them crying because you putting money towards something that's going to oppress us even more. So our our mm -hmm. dollars is, 
our dollars is powerful. You know, us as uh, as black men, we're powerful. Come on, nigga, let's go. And just with the oppression that's going on, it's just like you know, they're just trying to keep their knee on our neck still, and we have to get it off and truly show like how our power is really supposed to be represented in this world. So, right. I mean, that black dollars matter is key. Um, yeah, everybody else does oh. it too. Oh my bad. No, no, you good. Yeah, I it's a tiny town in New York. It's a tiny town in Philly. It's a tiny yeah, town. Yeah, bro. We got. It's a tiny town all over the place. Ain't no black towns nowhere. Yeah, we, we got Mexican markets. Yeah, we got Mexican markets. All that they not going to Kroger, they going right to that Mexican market. You know what I'm saying? We need that. Like, we got to support our own in that regard. Um, run, run, bro. Can you can you talk about Atlanta, bro? Because as somebody that's from Detroit, yeah, I see a lot of similarities in my city to your city. But I really, yeah, do, I really do admire the way you're about lifting each other up. You know, like I think we, I think we, we resemble each other as far as talent and yeah. uh, you know creativity. But it just seemed like you know. My people, we seem like we crabs in the barrel more so than, you know, over there. I just take those two kids that was arrested during the protest as an example, man. They came out, you know, all the news, all the media outlets, they had their lawyers next to them. I, I honestly can't see that happening. Like, I see that happening more in Atlanta than I, than I, than I would in Detroit. So, I'm, yeah. I just, what is it that Atlanta got figured out that needs to be relayed to the rest of the nation? Because I think, it's, I think. Wait, wait, can I ask though? Can I say I, I know I'm not from there, but I do Atlanta culture is big, but is it is it can I just ask, is it the leadership that y'all have in Atlanta? Um yeah, so I'll answer both those questions. Um so for you, BJ, and this is coming at, this answer your question as well, Dave, it does have to do with leadership. Um, you know, Martin Luther King is from Atlanta, Georgia, right? Um, all the protests that he began, his teaching, his upbringing like all the way he is embodied that comes from Atlanta, that's who he is, right? And I think what makes Atlanta special in that regards too is a lot of, a lot of slaves were in Georgia, right? Georgia was a very big hub for slaves in the antebellum period, right? A lot of big plantations were in Georgia. Now, when black people were able to get the chance to be liberated, right? And you know, you do have black people that went to the North, but you have black people that obviously stayed. And then when black people were able to fight for their rights, you know what I'm saying? Cause they didn't just lay over, our ancestors fought for their rights. Um, when they fought for their rights and the opportunities that they did get granted, you know, black pe- black people were in Georgia, you know, in, in Atlanta specifically, right? Um, and so with that being said, there was a lot of opportunities when Martin Luther King came up and he rose to his, you know, reluctant fame and power and prowess to set a set kind of like the tone of what black people are expecting, what black people need and what we're going to do to win. And with that being said, you know, having that leadership it's going to obviously reach to other people and it's going to inspire other people to feel that they're empowered as well. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, you have a lot of black businesses and communities that were able to thrive. Also too, when you look in other parts of the country, a lot of like places like, you know, you have black wall street in Tulsa that was destroyed, right? You have other places that were destroyed when they didn't have black meccas in other parts of the country that weren't allowed to thrive because systematic racism took place there. But the difference between the South is, and the North is, is like very simply put, right. that in the South, they hate the people, love the person. That's how I was raised to believe it. In the North, they don't care for the people and they don't really give a fuck about the person. What that means is, when you look at racism, it's kind of played out as like, in the South, it's in your face. It's a nigger this, it's a hang you, it's a very, very physical right. kind of fucking racism. Exactly. In the Midwest, in the North, it's all systemic. They don't care that black people are around, but they not going to come into our side of town. Right. It's systemic things that are all going to be put into place to why black people are going to be separated and segregated in the North. But it's going to be looked at as it was the free place where niggas could go be free. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really play out that way. See, niggas in the South just fought a little harder and a little differently because we fought on the ground. Up North, you have to be smart and educated to fight. So that's another thing that plays a whole nother part of why kind of things are the way it is in Atlanta versus maybe some other parts up north or in the Midwest. Now, in Atlanta now, a lot of black people were able to be successful when you're talking athletes and entertainers, right? I think with the entertaining side of it, it literally allowed a large influx of people to come to Atlanta. Get back. What happened? I'm sorry. No, we just had a little break up, like Brady breaking up. You did, but you back. Okay. Yeah, the connection was. Yeah, we good, though. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Oh, my bad, bro. 
Oh, no, you good, bro. Um, so, no, but yeah, anyway, fast forwarding, right? Um, I think with, you know, the entertainment industry, when you're talking music, plus you already have this foundation of black business that is succeeding. When you're talking restaurants, you're talking stores, you're talking mom and pops. It's a mecca. And in Atlanta, we like literally are so large in abundance that we literally just keep that money in flux, right? Like how you said, where you have historically black colleges that are in Atlanta, you have Spelman, you got Morehouse. These are prestigious institutions, regardless if you can consider them predominantly oh. or predominantly black, right? Black people gonna come here and get an education that's superior to a lot of places. You have education, you have leadership, you have business, you have all the pillars that you need to create a successful economy and a successful ecosystem for black people to thrive. And I think that's what's different between Atlanta and Detroit specifically, BJ, because I see a lot of what Atlanta has in the potential that Detroit could be, because Detroit is a very black city. It has a lot of those things, but I think it's just lacking some pieces on those um, on those forefronts to be successful and to be what it really could. I mean, because at one point it was like Motown. That was a thing. You know, Detroit was. What yeah, it, is it definitely now. was. You know what I'm saying? Like when you look at history, Detroit was what Atlanta is now. Right. Prior to, you know, Atlanta figuring out and being able to create all these different systems. So it's there. It's in its blood. Right. So, you know, there's not one thing that kind of begets the other. I think it's possible to have these like kind of pockets of an Atlanta culture um, or an Atlanta type of ecosystem in every city where there's predominantly black people. Because Chicago, same thing. There's a lot of black people in Chicago. D.C. DC is, another, is another example of what it could look like. Right. You have the richest suburb of black people in D.C in the outer DC area, if you guys are familiar. So it's there, we just gotta find ways to duplicate it. That's the biggest thing. Two. He said two. Where are you <laughs> um, but Lonza, I wanna throw something to you, man. I know you obviously been a little than the cut, my G. Um, all that's going on, my brother, what do you think one has been the biggest shocker to you good or bad and what are you most optimistic about going forward most shocking to me is probably like just the amount of people who are like close range or people you thought you could have been on the same page with or who might have like actually been aware of something or might have understood where you're coming from with your lifestyle are like on complete opposite sides of the spectrum you might be mm. that the biggest eye openness like for the past 10 days like social media alone has just like put everybody business on front street white or black whatever color you are like ignorant like the the, the type of the, like a lot of mindsets were exposed there was a lot of like just lack of education lack of knowledge lack of like empathy like sympathy there was just all, like just just a all around lack like a lot just was like it was surprising how many people just in the dark or ignorant to the whole fact. Mm -hmm. So one thing I is about about is like um even though us as a people, black people, we have a coming hard times. One of the greatest things about us, like even through these hard times, I still see my people smile. I still see my people, you know, manifest. I still see my people walking these streets with no fear. I still see my people coming together. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though people try to rewrite the narrative or, or you know what I'm saying, just change, the, just change the whole trajectory. That's not, you know, even though it's not about certain things, I still see my people um, proud of who they are, proud of where they're from, uh, standing up for each other because nobody regrets the skin that they in. Nobody regrets the, um, where they came from, how they live. So that's one thing I'm very optimistic about, especially with myself. I wouldn't change nothing. Like, I'll put hands on somebody about that. Um, you know, I want to ask the same question to everybody, you know, also, too, on the, on the call and, you know, in the chat. You know, what are you guys shocked about um, and what are you guys optimistic about going forward? Shit, I ain't shocked about shit. This has always been going on for a long time, man. This is nothing really. Yeah. The phase one of the of the breaking down and rebuilding of their mindset. So now we got their attention. We had to wreck some shit. So now it's time for us to be strategic and actually implement a real system and strategy to reshape mm -hmm. all this. And, and everything's here. When you're thinking about it on a small scale, everything that we got right here is here. 
we got people that are in business that are dealing with um, virtual currency and Josh and Rock. Like, y'all niggas are entrepreneurs. Y'all are literally, like, rebuilding the culture. Y'all waking people up, introduce them to some shit that they never probably seen and everybody else in their other sector. So we got to kind of start with what we got and just really stick to it. And then the next phase is to get into them positions that appoint that money, that allocates the money, that funds the top positions to actually make shit happen because that's why nothing's happening because we're not sitting in those seats. So we have to actually kind of shift that. And then once we knock down those phases, then you're going to see a for real change instead of just the the change only being in Atlanta. Now you're going to have 50 states where Atlanta's in. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we got to do, man. That's big fact. Yeah. I'm more shocked on like that uh, some, some of our parents or some of y'all's grandparents or whatever are going through the same exact thing or reliving the same exact thing that we are like we got we we literally seeing uh same story retell itself and i think it's wild because you know if you're if you had grandparents who were born in like the 40s or parents born in the 50s whatever whatever you know they was going through the civil rights movement and it's like they seen these rights and all that all the time and now it's like for it to repeat itself and it's and that's not really that long ago like they say history repeats itself but it really hasn't been that big of a gap for it to to happen again and i think that's what's shocking is that I mean, I got nieces and nephews that, you know, probably never would have thought they would see all this chaos. Like, you know, that stuff they learn at school. Well, I mean, you know, they get the little watered down version of the civil rights movement. But I mean, for them to see that now at this age, now, I think it's crazy that no matter what, like black people still got the same story. And that's how we know we gotta, we gotta figure something out and switch something else out because if not, you know, our kids, their kids might be going through the same thing and seeing the same stuff, the same police brutality, the same systematic racism. So it's like, who going to be that generation to actually break it or change it? And we, also, I mean? so, we also got to expedite the narrative and the truth that black people, like, even though, like, we're going through the same thing, we have way more buying power now. Like, we're bringing in so much more money now. We have the ability to change so much more now. So in that same light, like we can say like, yeah, like we're going through the same thing, but right now is the very time to change this shit. Well, that's what I was saying. Like who, who going to do it? And I agree with you. And that's why I'm saying like, nobody wants, I don't know. I don't want to keep seeing this shit. I just, and I think it's crazy that, you know, you got, when our, your parents or grandparents were our age or younger or whatever, and they didn't seen this their whole life basically even up until now so it's like who gonna change it what we gonna do like we got the resources so now it's all about actually putting this shit on paper and stop talking about it mm-hmm. yeah that is key day what you said actually that now nah, i think about it's like you know to know like you know our grandparents our parents like you know just reliving that story again and again and the one thing i can say for us on this is just like you know we're all in our 20s and it's just like, do we want to really be seeing this when we're in our 40s and 50s like our parents? That's what we I'm saying. We got to really, really ask ourselves that because it's just like, you know, they've already, they're, they're, they're in their ways. You know, they're content, whatever. So it's like us, we know 10 years from now or 20 years from now, are we going to be like our parents? Wondering if our kids are going to get the job done or are we going to do something now? And that's so important because it's like, you know, as crazy as it sounds, like it's a huge task, but, you know, it's a task worth taking, you know, because like Rock said, we, we got the buying power. I mean, we have a lot of African-Americans and just in very, very high positions. And then like to know, just like, you know, this is the time, you know, this really is the time. We've, get, we've gotten all the signs. These are just signs now. And it's just a matter of like, you know, we need to go in the right direction and really push forward. And we can't take our time with it. That's the most important part too, you know, Time is key, you know. We can't take our time with it. We have to move now, you know. I love this shirt. I love the fact that Kaepernick, that they came up with the now, because it's true, you know. We don't know what's to come tomorrow. We are going to have to determine that with what we do. And there's a lot of things to do. And obviously, you know, Black people coming together is super important, you know. We cannot create any more division. You know, I'm not going to lie, it's a couple niggas out here that's confused still. And we need to educate them. We don't even need to cancel them. At the end of the day, we need to still continue to try to educate them because there's a lot of niggas that are still confused. I'm going to be completely honest. I know we talk about, you know, white people lost. It's like, you know, it's, it's even worse when your brother is lost, you know, for real. Thanks. You know, that's worse, you know. That's worse when your own brother is lost and he's telling you some shit. And you like, bro, like, 
Do you not see what's going on? Because you, like, there's a lot of that going on too. You actually care. You actually, you like, bro. I actually care about you. Like, I really need you to see this. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, with the white people, it's like, uh, all right, well, okay, cool. But we, you put me when it, when it look like you, it's like, come on, bro. Like, if you get it's this, crazy. we can come together and make something happen. You know what? You I know put what? that MAGA nigga in the undisciplined chat for that reason. Yeah, I ain't want to use that nigga too long, but you know what song, bro, I've been playing, kind of going back to what you said, Josh, about all of us being in our 20s, bro. I've been listening to that Kendrick Lamar, Moto Man, bro. That shit has been hitting so many accords with me. When he was talking, when, when Tupac was talking about at the end of that song about, like, you know, you got to be the most proactive and the most, like, into this shit now when you're 20, bro. Because when you a 20-something-year-old black man in this country, bro, they're going to do everything they can to try to stop you, bro. Because by the time you hit 30, they like, all right, bet. We took away his fight. And it's crazy because mm -hmm. when I talk to some older niggas that are literally like a couple years older than me and they already in their 30s or maybe close to their 40s, they like, man, y'all got to just keep fighting. It's like they already felt like they already seen the end for them and they like, bro, damn, we couldn't. Yeah. It's got to be y'all because they already feel defeated. And like, that's the craziest shit that America going to beat you down till you just become complicit with the system and you just like, it is what it is. I can't change it. So I feel like we have to. <laughs> like, we have to. It ain't no way because if we miss this mark, bro, I don't think we can go get another chance like this in history where we can literally make some change because niggas is paying attention. Like, for better or for yes. worse, hate it or not, agree to disagree. I think we got people's eyes on us and now we got a chance to really do some shit and we got to really take advantage of it. And I know this probably for another, I mean, we, we was going to dive a little bit deeper on it later, but I really think that that, that um, college change like if all those five-star oh, yeah. recruits and all that if niggas really went to hbcus i really could see that having an impact on ncaa for real impact on everything bro absolutely it's over with that's that's the that's the stock you take their <laughs> stock and put that and take them back home over. Bro, it's over oh it's over. yeah i could see that and some of them schools becoming powerhouses and, way and that's a big organization to take down because they take yeah. they take black people more than anybody yeah, yeah. We they grab the nigga from anywhere, man. Just, yeah. I just want to let listeners know, man, we got something in the works. I ain't going to say too much on it because I ain't going to have these niggas try to stop us before we get started. But, right. Listen, you ain't in the, this ain't the last you heard of UTN, bro. On God. On God. And, and that'd be crazy, like, just to see that. And if, because, I mean, I've seen the one boy tweet out who's like real good in basketball or something. He's a high recruit in basketball. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, like, if they can do that for all sports, like and 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 put it and have it go to like historically black college, it's definitely gonna change the game. Y'all sell the experience. Start a hashtag. Choose HBCU. Start a yeah. Not even just football. HBCU. Not basketball. I'm saying track. Yep. I'm saying yep. every sport, man. Just keep it in house, and it's it's gonna do a whole. Cause that brings up even the the economy around the school too. Like, cause if you think like some of them schools. Like uh, like Georgia is is in Athens or Tuscaloosa with Alabama, they literally their economy thrives off of that university because that's all they got. So just imagine uh, if you know you could get people out of Alabama State. I know Howard pretty decent, but like Hampton, um, all of those all of those ones that you think of that are in those some of those areas that don't have that big boost. And then if you bring all that in there and you bring them people in there, the money and everything. That's what I mean by keeping stuff in house. I think it definitely it's, it would change the whole game of everything. Don't change it, bro. Don't change it. You know, what I mean, I really, really like, want to go in on it, but I also don't want to give it away because I don't want. Right, right. I know, I know you saying it was for another episode. I get that. I just wanted to touch on it. <laughs> right. Yeah, but and plus, we you know we on our time limit anyway. We got like less than eight minutes right now, so I kind of guess to kind of bring it out for the last eight minutes. Um, I just wanted to talk to you, gentlemen, about a couple things. Um, you know, what have you guys, you know, done yourselves individually, right? Because I think, you know, we've talked about a lot of accountability, put a lot of people on Front Street, a lot of people have been on Front Street that we've been talking about. What have you guys done in your individual efforts to, um, you know, to participate in the movement of what's going on, whether, you know, marching, protesting, donating, got any organizations you're a part of that you want to promote? Let's talk about it right now. Let the people know where they can help out in everyone's city, right? Because we're all in different parts of the country, too. I haven't necessarily protested or anything, but for me, it's been more of educating myself and making sure that um, I'm giving back to to who I should. Or, you know what I mean? We talked about, you know, all these companies and stuff that we see that are uh, donating to things that we're against. So 
um, more so uplifting the people around me, the businesses around me, um, showing support in that, um, and just, you know, trying to break habits and understand, like, you know, even if you don't feel like you're the biggest person in the world, you you do have an impact on something. So um, just really more checking in with y'all, tapping in with my family, you know, making sure my cousin is good, my father's good, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just being more self-aware, I'll say. Okay. Appreciate that, Dave. I guess, I guess I'll go in. I, um, I've been doing a lot of service projects with some guys. I got a buddy. He works with the Boys and Girls Club, uh, Northeast Ohio. And, um, we partner with the Greater Food Bank and they give us about 400 packs of produce. And so we stick it right in the middle of the neighborhood and pass them out to the people, pass out 380 uh, yesterday. Um, another thing we do, we create like care packages for the homeless. I got a buddy that works with Harbor Light. And so we'll, we'll buy like games and candy and snacks and stuff and create them in the bags and then just hand them to the families and they'd be so happy, bro. So I feel like it's just really a matter of us really getting in the mud and getting active and letting them feel you and see you. And then you can really start implementing because now you can direct them because now you're talking to them face to face. Now you can make sure, Hey, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to check in. So, it's a matter of us really getting active in each of our cities as a whole. That'll really make the impact. That's what that, that's what we can really do. You know, that's that's the the all in all is just to get active in each other's cities and to show the togetherness, and then people will get inspired, and then you know, domino effect. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Uh, I went to a protest myself a few days ago. Um, I'm signing petitions. I'm trying to put my family on because I. I it took a not a while, but I had realized like okay, maybe my my people, maybe people around me, maybe not not as plugged in as the information or news outlets as I am. So just informing um you know family members of what's going on, like what 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 I'm thinking, what's going on in my head, what, what's my like uh, prerogative so far, like if I'm trying to invest money in certain places, like if I know such and such is funding money into this, I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? So just protecting my dollars, just trying to do my part, and uh, just keeping my eyes open for any opportunity I can contribute. Like, like yeah, I'm just um, I, I I recognize I'm just a small voice in this loud band, but I still am a voice. So just keeping my eyes open, just to you know contribute any way I can. If I see a way I can, then toast to the road. I'm doing what I, I'm doing. What I need to be doing needs to be done. Back up. I'll add on. Um, one thing I think personally that I think that I want to do better is try to reach out to some African American politicians that have more like a you know they're on the inside. You know, I you know we have our LeBron Jameses, we have our slaves, but you know really try to get in with you know somebody that's in the politics. You know, yeah, that's important. Like, that's super key, you know. One thing that's key to me too, and this is a little off stuff, is like, you know, because I am pissed the fact that, you know, when LeBron or like a black athlete says something, it's like, shut up and dribble. And obviously, when a white athlete says something, it's okay. So, but that's a different, that's just a little tangent. So, I'm not going to go on that. But, you know, really getting in with some black politicians that you know, like, I know Vince Van, like, he graduated, like, he went to Mount Union and he's in, and he's in politics. Like, that's somebody I'm going to actually out too soon. Just yeah, you know, educating myself yeah, on you know yeah. what else can we do? We got yeah, yeah. <laughs> originally gotta, from Miami too. Yeah, we got to yeah, get him. So chat. my nigga, he came yeah, in our so, class. So that's something that I knew that's been on my mind. Besides, like you know, the donations and I mean, one thing me personally, like my own little business that I got going on, like wipe that link out, man. I put a link in there for ways to help this situation on my Instagram. I'm gonna put it on my Twitter and I'm gonna put it on my Facebook platform, you know? I kinda, I'll be pers- I'll be honest, like I kinda just put my business kinda right now, unfortunately, it's like partial, for real, you know? Cause I'm like, this is what's currently going on. And it's like, you know, that'll, that's gonna first regardless, you know? But right now we need to really feed into this seed of, you know, fixing this problem. You know, I know we've all heard somebody say some all lives matter shit and that pisses me off too. Because in reality, it's like, you know, we there's plenty of analogies, you know. You can refer to the Bible or you can refer to just the person that's about doing surgery, you know, where, you know, somebody's got a broken right arm and they got a left arm, but we need to fix the problem. We're going to do surgery on the right arm. The left is going to be all right. It still matters. 
So, you know, I definitely uh, kind of just focus more in on that. Me and my lady both are just trying to focus a lot in on just on ways to help and continue to educate. We have to continue to educate. We have to continue to educate. I can't say it enough. Me as an educator, you know, it's like, you know, a lot of us want to cancel people out, you know, and that's cool and all. But sometimes you got to accept people for where they're at and eventually they're going to catch on. Everybody's not a fast learner. You know, there, there are real life slow learners in this world. And there's no need to cancel down haters, you know. I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan of, you know, just canceling out entirely and just hating somebody, you know, except them for where they at. If they're ignorant, they dumb as hell, they dumb as hell. That's their title. That's their role until they figure it out. But, um, yeah, definitely just educating people. And then obviously myself wanting to educate myself more, you know. That's super duper important. Obviously, like I mentioned, the Black Dollars Matter, that's important to me. I'm, well, if I see somebody talking about they, especially restaurants, because, you know, I still got to eat, you know. A lot of these uh, grocery stores are obviously white-owned, too, you know. Most of them are white-owned. So it's like, you know, I'm trying to really, truly, like, hold myself accountable with where my where my black dollars go. And it's going to go to somebody's black ass. Sorry. That, like, that's where it's going. I, I, I'm really passionate about that because it's like, like I said, Gosh, that's so literally, that. literally, I'm like, that is power, man. You're empowering somebody, <laughs> so but no that's you know i don't want to go on a tangent but yeah i mean and then i, I know you asked about what i'm i, I i'm optimistic about you know, know this thing cuts off i just didn't want to you know i didn't want to just let you know less than a minute okay um, well i'm just optimistic about the change that's that's i mean the positive change for the black community i am i'm excited for it bet that well listen gentlemen you know it's been a pleasure having you guys here man we got to re-up give more and more of this insight to the people um close right. before we get off man hey listen i just want to shout out to everybody coming out here tonight i want to shout out the 69 brand put yourself in the best position we're doing something very big for the community um we're giving back um do- 